Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to an, another episode of G Things Just Bought. It's a podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss, and today I am joined by Dominique Debreu. She's an interior, uh, an interiors and lifestyle content creator who's obsessed with all things home. She lives in Washington, D.C. and spends all of her free time injecting personality into the builder-grade condo she shares with her partner, Jeff, and their two dogs. I love this description, Dominique. Um, so can I, can I, add, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. So happy to have you. Are you in a rental? Not anymore. Uh, you my partner now. and I actually bought this place, yeah, in um, July 2020. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm constantly scouring Instagram looking for people who like have just done as much as they could up to the legal line of like making their rentals their own. Um so I'm I'm a little I'm a little jealous that you own, but I will not hold it against you. I'm so happy that you're here. You were actually recommended as a potential guest um, by a listener of the pod, and so I'm very happy because once I started following you, I was like, how did I not know she was here? And once I saw your DIY bookcase, I was like, we must schedule your episode right away. Tell us a little bit about that bookcase. Um, and I will also uh, include a link to the show notes so everyone can go watch this Instagram story. Amazing. So <laughs> first of all, shout out to my friend, Cayenne. She is my like informal PR pro. Yes. Uh, <laughs> is clearly doing a great job. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's talk about the bookcase. I think we we have a massive book collection. My partner is a huge reader. I am too. Um, and so we just like generally needed a place to put all of our books. Um, and when we moved in here, I, you know, was really excited to see just what I could do. Like we, you know, we had come from a rental and we had this pretty impressive book wall that I had made with track shelving. Uh, and mm. I was really excited to do something that felt a little bit more built in. Um, this was definitely the largest scale project I've ever worked on. And I was yeah. like, honestly, kind of terrified and frankly, really terrified of sharing the process online. Um, I've seen, you know, some really terrible comments out there, usually from men. Uh, you know, whenever there's a woman you're doing kidding. DIY. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, um, that's not how you use a sander. And you're like, why are you here? Who, exactly. Like, who invited you? Yeah, I feel like I see that. Well, you see that from men in every industry, but I can imagine that a woman doing anything that even resembles construction would send them in a into a tailspin. It's terrible. And, you know, actually, I take, I take a lot of issue with that because, you know, my grandpa had a ton of tools and he was always, like, 
just, you know, trying to make stuff work with what he had. And I feel like some sometimes there's not really necessarily a right way to do some of this stuff. Sure. Um, you just have to make sure you're using your tools safely. So. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the same anyway. thing can be said for like cooking, too. It's like, yeah, you know, just make sure you're not going to chop off your hand. I mean, I wouldn't know. I don't cook. But like, I imagine that one of the first things anyone says in the kitchen is like, I would love to get through this meal without losing a finger. And it's just like, you know, and some people are like, oh, well, you have to use this pot. You have to. It's like, I'm just trying to keep all my fingers intact and then let me do me. So when you put did you put the bookshelf so basically, you built this entire bu- build build in on, on like one entire wall of your home. Um, did you did you put the process online before you were done, or did you wait until you were done before uploading? Sort of like the step by step. Yeah, so I was definitely sharing some stuff in real time, like on you know my Instagram stories, and people were really cheering me on, um, which always feels really nice. I have yeah. the most supportive followers on the internet, I think, um, <laughs> and. You know, it wasn't until I was fully finished that I shared, like, more cohesive look into the project. Um, but I – you know what? Actually, <laughs> let me backtrack a little bit because okay. I did share – I did share a few progress shots, like, on my feed, which feels really scary, right? It's it's imperfect. It's not done. There's, like, mistakes showing. Um but I, I did share a few photos on my feed of the of the project in progress because I really love to celebrate progress. It generally takes me a very long time to do a DIY project because I'm, you know, life happens, I get distracted, things come up. Sometimes it just takes you longer than you want it to. Mm. Um, and so I really like to celebrate progress and I think that the best way to you know, help other people do that for themselves is to model it. I think that that's very smart, especially just like as we progress using social media, it just some obviously sometimes just sees like we feels like we only get the highlight reel and it's really hard to, um, even though you, you know, I mean, we, we all know, like when we look at Instagram, like, oh, this isn't real life. Like this is just like the curated stuff that this person has chosen to share with us to portray some sort of aesthetic or some sort of like lifestyle choice. And we know that, right? Like we know, we know that, but it's very difficult sometimes to feel like, you know, uh, wow, these people do it perfectly. And this person's house always looks perfect. And this person did this DIY project and, you know, it only took, it took like a, a few days and it, it, she didn't break a sweat and she didn't fuck up and she didn't, uh, you know, sp- you know, spend any money that on something that she ended up not needing. Like you just don't see all of that, um, progress. And so I think that that's really important. The bookshelf looks incredible. I like, don't really understand how built built. I don't really understand like how, how, like <laughs> building a house and then like building built-ins works because it's just like not how my brain works but i love oh the dogs are joining us it's fine it's fine everyone we're all working from home still we're two years into a pandemic the dogs come on the episode the dogs love the built-ins okay um don't worry my partner lottie lottie has joined me for so many episodes uninvited um it's okay we'll just if yeah we'll let we'll let him bark or her bark whichever one that is (laughs) oh that's him 
All right. So you have this huge bookshelf. Um, what was some of the feedback that you did get from your following? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think for the most part, people were like, you know, cheering me on being Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. But also (laughs) asking questions like logistically, how does this work? Um, and you know, I, I'm like the first to say I have literally no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, I I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that. I think like more of us should say it. Like, you know, I want, I want people to say that. I like when people say that, but like, but you do know what you're doing because you literally built a bookshelf. And I mean, Dominique, you guys like does tons of other home projects and like interior projects. Your house looks beautiful from what I've seen on Instagram. But I was so just impressed by the vastness of this project and the fact that bookshelves are built to hold an extreme amount of weight, right? So like there is actually like you can't just sort of wing it because you're going to have to put like hundreds of pounds. This thing's going to have to support like hundreds of pounds. Um, And I don't know how any of that works. So clearly you do know what you're doing. Like there is a part of you that does know what you're doing. Uh, Well, I got to tell you my secret. (laughs) Okay. Let's hear it. We're open. This project is an Ikea hack. Like literally. Really? (laughs) So like building the structure of a bookshelf from what I can, you know, from what I've gleaned from um, blogs on the internet, it seems like very doable, right? Like I have a friend who is into carpentry and he said to me, you know, everything is basically just a box. Once you know how to build a box, you're set. Huh. Okay. You know, well, even I, well, I don't, that, so I get it. Okay. So, all right. But you're, right, you still like, have even, one up on me, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so even knowing that, I was like, okay. I still don't really feel super comfortable with that. So I uh, did what is possibly the most popular Ikea hack on the internet and bought some Billy bookshelves, uh, you know, built a little platform to raise them up in line with our our baseboard Uh and pretty much just used, you know, wood trim pieces that I got at the hardware store. Wow. And then I painted that sucker. Yeah. Okay. But like still... I, I I just have to give you a round of applause because it's truly like that just that kind of stuff what would not occur to me. And I follow so many like DIY people and influencers who like find, you know, furniture like on trash day and bring it home. And because of the way that Instagram Reels works and it's like this is just like everything's done in the sped up process and it's like fun music. But like when they take out the saw and the sander, I'm like, OK, well, this just says I can't do it. I guess it's just not. I don't know how to do it. But I'm also a classic, like, buys a thing, doesn't read the instructions kind of person. Like, are you a person who grew up, like, happily, like, like reading the instructions, like, doing everything correctly, like, measuring things? It's just, like, not my, not my personality. <laughs> so I am... A recovering perfectionist and I mm. love rules. And it's oh, one of those okay. impulses. Yeah, it's one of those impulses that I really like have to check because I just, I, you know, rules. I'm like, oh, this is great. Guidelines. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and so, but I will say like with um, 
No, you know what? I was going to say with Ikea stuff, you know, sometimes if it seems simple enough, I, I'll just go for it. That's not true. I followed the instructions like to the T for the first bookcase that I built. And then all I had to do was lightly reference the instructions for the other one. So I, I love a love a good guideline. <laughs> okay. Okay. I Yeah. I'm the kind of person like buys the thing, throws out the instructions, and then is like, oh my God, this doesn't work. And it's like the instructions would have helped me there. Um, <laughs> where do you find all of these good IKEA hacks? Like what like what kind of internet as someone who does a lot of interior work, as someone who is you know, constantly making and creating and designing, like what kind of environment have you built for yourself on social media? Like who knows all of the stuff? Like where are you learning from? Mm-hmm. So I, um, I, I'm a classic overthinker. And so I like to really like gather a lot of information before ever starting on a project. Um, mm. and so for, for example, in our office right now, I'm kind of considering adding some sort of a built-in feature. Um, but I've been thinking about it for like more than a year. So, okay. uh, you know, surprise to no one, I still really love Pinterest. Uh, Pinterest is absolutely my favorite way to figure out like how to do something. Interesting. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a throwback to 2010, but I, I love Pinterest because the platform like just continues to evolve Mm -hmm. Um, and because it functions like such a great search engine, I am constantly finding new things on there, new ways to approach the same project from Mm. people who I don't already follow. Um, I have, you know, sort of this great contingent of, of folks that I follow on Instagram, a lot of other black women who are in this space, um, just because it's like nice to see people like me working on this kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, I also, one of my favorite, like, little tricks is to use a hashtag in, like, the most literal way, like, Billy Bookcase hack, and just search that on Instagram, and sometimes, yeah. sometimes cool stuff pops up. That's, yeah, that's true. I, I Sometimes it feels like going on Instagram or Pinterest, it's like, it, it almost, like, requires, like, uh, you have to like set the scene for your. You're like I. I. It's almost like um going to like a thrift store, right? Where you're like, okay, it, you can't just like run in and out. You can't just go on Instagram for ten minutes and think that you're going to end up where you want to end up. It's like you need to commit like mm-hmm. a few hours to this, and then hopefully you come out of it with like just something great. Um, you know, it's a cluttered space, but God, I would have never thought about like I. I can barely put together IKEA furniture. I can't imagine like like repurposing Ikea furniture in a different, yeah. I, I mean, truly, <laughs> I just don't have the patience. Like I just don't have the patience. So I'm very impressed. Um, now is this your full-time job? Like, or, you know, are you, uh, I know that you are like an interior designer, right? By trade. Kind of. Um, okay. so I, I really hesitate to call myself a designer and I think, you know, I have a voice in my head saying, oh, that's imposter syndrome, but actually it's not. Uh, There are, you know, certain states, DCs, one of them, I believe, where you actually have to be a certified designer in order to call yourself a designer. So I generally call myself an interior stylist, but to answer your question, uh, no, it's definitely not my full-time job. I am a renaissance woman, let's call me. Okay. Um, (laughs) So I'm, I'm like... 
I don't know. I try really hard to not let busy be my personality, but I'm really busy. So let me set the scene for you. Uh, I am actually a full-time grad student. Uh, I'm earning two master's degrees right now in uh, urban planning because I am really passionate about the housing crisis in Mm -hmm. America. Um, And I'm also doing a degree in information management, which is kind of like data science so that I can kind of marry those two together. Um, But I would say my – and so I've got a couple of on-campus jobs. My, like, primary source of income for sure is my work as a content creator. Um, So really I see that job as inspiring other people to make their homes feel like a reflection of themselves And that doesn't necessarily need to include DIY. You know what I mean? Like there are so many companies that have popped up over the years that do things like, you know, here's these like pretty cane doors that you can add onto your Ikea best of frame and make Mm. it look like this beautiful custom furniture piece for way less. Um, Things like that that kind of are like DIY adjacent, but like don't require you to have any real, like, you know, major toolkit. Like, all you really need is, like, a screwdriver. Well, depending on who you're talking to, right? Like, you know, everyone's idea of DIY varies based on expertise and education. So, like, for me, DIY is buying something that needs to just be put together um, with a screwdriver. (laughs) Like, I, like, you know what I mean? And then for other people... Uh, yeah, it, it like it really varies. But I think that that's super interesting. I think you can. So, you know, I live in California, which is the land of like everyone calls themselves a life coach with like absolutely no backup or like, oh, I'm like a healer or like, oh, I'm like a vibe master or whatever. And it's very funny. <laughs> um, We hired like a witch for a bachelorette party once in Palm Springs. And we were just like, I could be a witch. Like I could do this. We could do this. So it's interesting to to hear about the rules and regulations around calling yourself a designer in DC. I would encourage you to move to California. You can just say whatever you want you want. I don't think you if there are rules, people don't follow them. But I understand the imposter syndrome. But like you have a massive following of people who look to you for design, you know, inspiration and ideas. And uh, you know, I think it's fair, like that's what you do. Um, how long, how long since you started before we get into the shopping talk, how long since you started your account and when did you start noticing people beyond, um, you know, friends, family, acquaintances following you? When did like the strangers start showing up? Yeah. So I've actually used the exact same Instagram account since Instagram, you know, became a thing. So I I think I created, I think I created this in either December of 2010. I think it was December of 2011. Yeah. So I'm like OG. um, That is really OG. I'm actually from California. So, you know, it it was like we would get the technology first, I feel like, you know. Yeah, sure. Uh, But yeah, I 100% get it. Yeah, you're a um, vibe healer. You're a vibe healer just oh, like yeah. me. I'm a vibe master. Exactly. You're a vibe healer. Um, I'm so, I'm a vibe healer who moved to like conservative East Coast city. I was gonna say that's like a that's like a choice. You know, that's a whole other yeah. conversation. But that is a choice. I assume you did it for school. Uh, no, I actually did it for work. I served okay. in the Peace Corps. Uh, wow, you guys, she contains then, multitudes. 
She contains like I said, I'm, multitudes. I'm, you know, Renaissance woman. <laughs> you really are. You, honestly, you did say it. I, I, I believed you, but now I understand. Um, yeah. Do you, that's really funny. So, so wait, so you've had this account for now like 12 years. When did it start yeah. becoming, when did it start becoming what it is? Yeah. So um, I would say when I first moved to DC in 2017, I kind of, you know, it was like, all right, now I can live by myself. I have, you know, a little bit of income that I can use to sort of spruce up my space, but not a ton. How can I do this for cheap? Um, And I'm not exactly sure how this happened, but the Washingtonian, which is like a sort of lifestyle um, magazine in the DC area, Mm. was doing this series of like home features and they featured mine. So I think... That was like a little bit, um, but I would say wow. things really started to kick off in June of 2020, uh, which mm-hmm. people, you know, refer to in different ways. Um, the, the summer reckoning. Yep. I don't know. Um, yeah. Right. Where folks really started being like, okay, we're really not seeing enough black representation in just like regular shit. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, not, not every black story has to be based in trauma, not everything, you know, just like, let's get more like black people living, doing like, right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, regular things. Um, and so I think things really started to kick off from there. Uh, and you know, things have, have really snowballed and I've been really fortunate to be connected with, um, you know, some, some good people. What what is it like, you know, if if you kind of felt like your Instagram was uh, you know, filling up with followers in response to like white people saying, you know, I want to follow more black people, how does that make you feel as a black person, as a black woman in this space? Like is it at all tokenizing in a way? Is it have you felt like there have been some people who have like really engaged after that moment. Do you feel like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like in June, 2020, everyone was like, I will only talk to black people now. I will never, you know what I mean? And then it's like, Oh, and then mm-hmm. everyone like moves on, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, uh, so how does it feel, you know, to have had that big spike? And then of course, you know, things sort of the conversation moves along for a lot of people or, you know, the trend and <laughs> the Instagram black boxes, uh, you know, disappear <laughs> on the feed. Um, yes. Uh, you know, what how, what kind of feelings does that elicit for you? Like, how does how does it make you feel? Yeah. So. I have a lot of thoughts on this topic. I think my own relationship with my blackness is is. um has been a journey for me to kind of come into what I consider my own identity now. Um, I am half white. And so I've got, you know, lighter skin. And just the other day, I had somebody in my DMs talking to me about how, oh, well, I just assumed you weren't black because X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, great. Well, you were wrong. Um, (laughs) So So I think that, I think that it's, on the one hand, sort of icky being like, okay, this, you know, big swell of people is 
mostly white people trying to act from a space of like guilt and and wanting to diversify their feeds. On the mm. other hand, um, and you know, of course, it's it's really horrible that it was essentially like riding on the coattails of people who were murdered um, by the police. But I think that, you know, I've really stepped into that and have said, you know, I'm just going to continue being myself, uh, just being a black person on the internet and, you know, just help to help people understand that there's so much diversity within black culture and that it's not just like, it doesn't just look one way, right? Like I am, I'm not from the South. I didn't grow up eating okra, you know, like things like that might not apply to me, but I'm still a black person existing on the internet. And I, you know, welcome any kind person who, who wants to be part of the community that I'm building. Sure. I mean, and yeah, and I, I assume, you know, that's a whole other conversation of finding your identity because you are like half white and half black. And that means something completely different for you, you know, than than for people who are, you know, I, I don't know. It's just it's a it's right. It's a it's a it's a it's a line. And I think a lot of people were like introduced to this for the first time, like a year and a half ago. And I I want to yeah. say that I feel, and I mean, I am a white woman, so like, I'm not like, oh my God, the white women. And I get it. I totally get it. Um, And I also just feel like, you know, it. there are people who really s- signed up, I think, to commit to like learning and like, mm-hmm. and, and doing more. Uh, it was hard, I think, in that moment, in that month, to not feel like it was like a trendy thing to do. You know, yeah. and I and that that's the kind of thing that I think is a little bit like gross tasting to me. Totally. Um, do you totally. have a community? Think, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think that continuing to remind ourselves that we're in like a posture of curiosity and a posture of learning is so important. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like white supremacist culture hasn't, you know, pervaded my being. Right. Um, I think we all we all have a lot of that to grapple with and to learn from and to, you know, try and unravel from. Um, so so yeah, I, I think that coming at it from that posture of recognizing that you are learning how to be better, right? Learning how to be anti-racist. And just because you're going through that process doesn't mean you need to share it on the internet. And we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I think that that, yeah. And that was exactly what June 2020 felt like, I think, in a lot of ways, which is that we came to this weird place of internet where it was like, if you don't share, then people assume you're not doing. But if you do share, you look like you're performing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, like that was sort of like the superficial conversation around the entire thing, because the point was that this lasts more than June 2020. It lasts more than, you know, (laughs) hashtag Blackout Tuesday. And I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's really interesting. And I I think it's totally fair for for you 
I understand feeling like, you know, oh, did I get this following because of these horrible atrocities? But it's also like, that's the least you should get in a way, you know? Literally the least. Literally the least. So I don't know. I hope you don't feel that badly about it. I'm so excited to have found your account. I'm just so excited. I just like love looking at people's like very pretty houses. You know, uh, it makes me so happy. And yours is so beautiful. Um, and I'm I'm excited for more G Thanks listeners to follow um, you on Instagram. And I'm I cannot wait to see which of the listeners come out of the woodwork as people who do know how to use tools and do want to do hashtag Billy Bookcase hacks. It's not going to be me, but I will follow anyone who's doing it and I will cheer you on um, uh, truly madly and deeply. So, Dominique, um, I know that you, like many guests, were between two items, feeling like you wanted to talk about both. Um, I said bring both. There's one that's DIY, you know, building related. There's one that's not. Which one would you like to start with? Let's start with the DIY one so okay. that we can just kind of get it out of the way because I'm okay. really excited about this second thing. Okay, perfect. So I wanted to talk uh, a little bit and share just, you know, in, in the sort of vein of demystifying, <laughs> talk about which tools I actually used to make those bookcases. Okay. Okay. And I, I, I think that I only used three power tools. Okay, right? I've okay, got my okay. little like box. Okay. I've got my little box of like hand tools that come in handy all the time. I understand. Uh, but the three tools that I used were my power drill, which is so versatile. I literally used it to cut a hole in the bookcases to thread my cords through. Oh, that sounds scary to me, but I feel like that's cool. It was really easy, you know, just kind of make sure you're wearing <laughs> wearing protective eye gear. Um so my power drill, I also used a circular saw, which was definitely the most terrifying part. Okay. Uh, that where, was the tool. Wait, can I interrupt yeah. you? Do you do this like in yeah. your house? Like where are you using a circular saw? Like are you like in the living room sitting on the couch using a circular saw? Yeah. Like do you have a workspace? Like see, there's the question. So if I don't see that literally like on the feed, I'll be like, yeah, she sits in her bed and she just uses a circular saw. Like that I need <laughs> – Please set the scene for me just so I don't make any crucial errors in circular saw judgment. Okay. Totally. So this is like my biggest gripe as, as an apartment dweller is that, you know, I, I only have access to an outdoor space that is shared with my entire building. So I like can't do projects out there. Right. So I think that's what I wanted to know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think for this project, I like tried to mostly clear everything out of the room and I, I'm trying to remember if I made my cuts in the living room with like the piece of wood hanging off like the side of the island in our kitchen or, and these are not safety tips. Like this is a hundred percent. I was like, not <laughs> but I, just, I being... like it being real, you know, like I like the, <laughs> yeah. it's real. I like that. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. That's what I want to know. Because my, my uh, yeah. all of a sudden every DIYer comes out and they're like, well, I also have like a workspace garage. And I'm like, fuck you. I don't. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Or like, okay. you know, I don't I don't even have a garage, but they're like doing stuff in like a driveway carport situation. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, like okay. but I rent one. And you're like, fuck you. Right. Okay. So you <laughs> exactly. actually were doing this like in – so it is possible. It, taking the correct yes. precautions, like it is possible. Okay. So you had it a circular is. saw in your living room. Yes. Okay. Okay. Which okay. is like also, you know, it's like also our dining room, also our kitchen. So <laughs> right, like everything course. is all up in there. Yes. Um, but I, I, so I think I use that space for this project, but my other favorite place to do woodcuts when I'm just like cutting through a two by four, which is those like, you know, sort of small, like pieces of lumber that you see at the hardware store. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> My favorite place to check <laughs> out them. This is so embarrassing. I'm ready. Is in the is in the bathroom. Okay. Um, and I definitely have used um I have definitely used the toilet as like a place to hold my uh my like piece of wood. Do sure. not do this, people. This okay. is not safe. Like you okay. really should be using a sawhorse or something that you can like securely attach your piece of wood to so that it's not like flying all over the place when you're making your cuts. But that's what I did in the same Dominique transparency. Accepts no liability for any bathroom saw incidents that you find yourself <laughs> in. Okay, you can't sue her. That this is this Absolutely is legally not. She's lawyered up. Okay, wait. So like. But don't you? I assume don't you? Ha- a sawhorse is like the, the like tabley thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and they do make foldable ones. I like have had one in my cart on Amazon for like months, and I sure. haven't bought it. But <laughs> but I think they're like thirty bucks. Like really okay. not not that big of an investment. It's just a matter of like storing it somewhere. Okay. Okay. Uh, but these fold up, so you could put them like under your bed in theory. Okay, okay. Um, so, okay, so we've got the drill, the circular yes. saw, and then the last tool that I used, and this one was, like, there's there's a way I could have gotten out of using this, but it would have been way harder, mm-hmm. is a uh, brad nailer. What's that? Also known as a nail gun. Um, oh, I know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, I, you know, again, one of the tools that I was really intimidated. This was the first time I had used it, and it was so fun. I'm literally addicted to it. At this point, whenever I'm starting a new project, I'm like, okay, what can I use my, you know, my brad nailer for? Uh, (laughs) So, so yeah, that one definitely I felt super powerful, but I used that to attach all of the um, trim pieces that I bought for the bookcase, which is what makes it look built in. Okay, I understand. So what? So you would use like a nail gun in place of like a hammer? Yeah. So, so because it just you punch to right so, in? Exactly. And Ooh, if you've that. got it set correctly, it'll sort of submerge the nail a little bit. So it's like definitely, you know, not sticking out beyond the wood. Um, there's sort of a small indentation, which you then go back in and fill with wood filler. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's – okay. Um, so those and, – and you had – did you buy all those – is it like a set that you bought or are those like the three tools yeah. or is it like – how did you know that those were the ones you needed? 
So, you know, like I said, I'm a huge overthinker and I like had this project floating in my head for months and Mm -hmm. like double and triple checked all of these different blogs because I am like, I don't trust one person. What if they don't know what they're talking about? Let me like corroborate, trust but verify. Um, (laughs) And so I kind of, you know, I probably made a spreadsheet. I love a spreadsheet. Yeah. And you know, kind of decided what I needed. And Home Depot has this line of tools called Ryobi. And that's the set that I have. I love them because you can buy them in a set. You can buy like a starter kit or you could buy like two tools paired together. They've got a bunch of combinations. Mm. Um, But the cool thing is that they all use the exact same battery. So once you've got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once you've got like one of these batteries, you can just like continue to expand your collection, which is great because you don't end up with like, you know, random ass tools that you don't need. And like all the cords and like trying to figure out like what charges what or okay. That actually does that does seem like a really, really positive selling point. Yes. I am like, I I don't like cords. I Absolutely was like the kid that would like always bundle everything and be like, family, don't mess this up. Like, right, do not screw right. this up, people. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like yep, I said, yep. I really love rules. <laughs> I love I I really admire that. I admire I would be the person in your family that you would be mad at. Like a promise. Um I'm real that's really impressive to me. And so, and did you was there a project that you did without these three tools that, that made you feel like, okay, it's time to start investing in like a better tool system? That's a good, that's a good question. I honestly can't think of any. Okay. You just knew that yeah. this was like, this is what I have need you know, I, to do. Yeah. I mean, honestly, before this project, I was legitimately just afraid to take on anything that, that wasn't like building Ikea furniture or like attaching something to a wall. Okay. I mean, and, you're already steps ahead of me, but yeah. Well, I was just going to say like, let me not minimize like learning how to properly <laughs> mount something on a wall. That takes practice and you have to be careful because you don't yeah. want the wall to come like crashing down. Right. I mean, and that's like, and that's also like important. And also in some states, I think like California, like you legally are required to attach a lot of your furniture to the wall because yes. of the earthquake. Tip over. And, yeah, tip over. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, that is a skill. Uh, well, that's like incredible. And where do you store all of these tools in your apartment? Do you have like your own little closet? So, this is where I usually would be like, well, fuck you, influencer. I hate you. Right. We have a little <laughs> we, we have a little storage closet downstairs and it's it's literally a closet, okay? We don't actually have um any closet closets inside of our unit. We only okay. have these built-ins. Um I'm not really sure why the developer made that That's choice. That's interesting. But hey, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh <laughs> so so I've got a closet downstairs, but all of my tools actually fit in this like Ryobi tote bag that my set came with. So that's kind of nice. Um, that is nice. But it, right. But if I know I'm like going to use something in the near future, I'll usually stick it in this little banquette bench thing that a friend of mine built for me. So I've just got like little, I'm like a squirrel in that I have like little <laughs> nooks where uh-huh. I can like stick stuff 
all over the place. Yeah. Well, yeah, you gotta. I, I, I feel your pain. Like, I lived in New York for a really long time, and, like, there were plenty of apartments that had, like, no closets or just, like, one closet or just, like, uh, you know, a built-in, um, just, like, a freestanding thing that, like, was required mm-hmm. to make something officially a bedroom but that fit like three hangers in it and just couldn't yeah you know so I get it uh you you do storage is everything space saving is everything Mm -hmm. okay I love it well if you're on a DIY journey if you're on a design journey I can't recommend following Dominique enough ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So now we move on to the portion of the shopping talk that has nothing to do with DIY. And I'm excited to hear. (laughs) And the dogs are pumped about it. The dogs are like, yes, I've been waiting. Um, Tell me about the second product you brought. Yes. Okay. So this second thing, I like preach from the mountaintops any opportunity I get. It's called a paper like. And it's basically like a screen cover, screen protector for your iPad or your, you know, whatever kind of tablet you're using. Uh, So I mentioned that I am in grad school and I, the obsessive researcher I am, did all of this research before starting school around like, what's my note taking system going to be? I really love to write by hand, but I didn't want to have like all of this paper stuff just because like I try to not have a lot of stuff um, just around because I end up surrounded by clutter. Right. Uh, And so I was kind of like looking around for methods like, you know, to take notes on my iPad. Yeah. What have you. Um, And I actually heard about the paper like from an interior designer. Um, So one of my internet friends, Rebecca Plum of uh, Studio Plum, and uh, another designer, Sean, of um, uh, Set Interiors, they actually have a podcast that uh, uh, that they were doing for quite some time called Hot Young Designers Club. And uh-huh. they were talking about like tools, tools of the trade. And Rebecca was saying that she really loves to use her iPad in like client meetings for sketches, taking notes, things like that. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. I could totally use this to like sketch mock-ups of like my, you know, whatever projects I'm working on. Right. And I could also use it in school. So that's basically how I've been using it ever since. I am hooked. It is like, I I like, I want to tell you about the like unboxing, unboxing experience (laughs) because even that was delightful. Tell me, tell Uh, me everything. Cause I have questions about how like you, I understand that it's a, like kind of a, fil- a film that you put on top of your iPad mm-hmm. and with a stylus you can write, but yeah. I don't know. Does it have an app? Like, do, like how do you make a new page? Like what, tell me like ha- the, you know, the technical parts of using it. Yeah. Let's get into it. So 
Um, I primarily use an app called GoodNotes 5. Okay, I'm writing. I don't it know down. if the five down. is. I don't know if the five is optional in there, but yeah, it's just called Good Notes, um, and you know you can you can kind of create a notebook in there if you want. They've got like different types of paper: graph paper, lined paper, blank white paper, whatever. Um, okay, but I of course I love a template. I found um, this like study influencer who has a shop called Good Mondays, and she sells these, you know, beautiful templates for things like notebooks, planners, all that kind of stuff, which is, okay. I mean, like, just as an aside, like, great for people who love, you know, handwriting and planners but mm-hmm. don't want to have to, like, flip through paper. This yep. is great because it, like, will sync across devices. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> yes. So so that's kind of the app environment that I'm working in, but um, – you know, in theory, if you're like an artist and you're using Procreate or um, Illustrator on on your iPad, this tool would actually help you as well because really what it's designed to do is to make your screen feel more like you're writing on paper, hence the name, Paperlike. Right, yes. Um, and so it's great because your pen just like doesn't feel like it's sliding all over the place. Yeah, that was what I was going to ask. So that, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's nice. it's got like a really satisfying like sound when you write as well, which Ooh. I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, it's been so so I graduated college in 2009 and that was it for my education. So, it's been like a good, you know, almost 12 years since I've had to take any notes at all and I was barely taking notes when I was supposed to be. But like I think I w- when I was in college and I don't know when you graduated from college if if you were around my time or after. Um, 2012. Okay. So around that same time, I felt like kind of in that, especially in 2000, my junior and senior year, it felt like there were like people who were now starting to bring their laptops to class. And of course, Mm -hmm. the laptop I had was like 40 pounds and it was like a (laughs) Dell and you weren't like bringing it anywhere. And if you brought it to the library, you had to like take your cable with you and like make sure that you could, you know, it was just a different time, a different time. Um, and I know now that there's probably a lot of people that do, I was always like a handwritten notes kind of person myself. I know Mm -hmm. probably now with the advent of like an, an, a laptop that you can just throw in your bag, people bring their computers to class all the time and take notes via that. But that I feel like would be something that would be very difficult for me to do after years of just writing in notebooks. And I feel like sometimes also handwriting helps me retain information more, um, so have, do you Same. feel are do you have other people in your class who are using this? Like what are you a, a paper like a paper like influencer yet in your classes? <laughs> like what's going on in terms of how you see your co- uh, classmates around you sort of doing their note taking? Yeah, so I think like honestly part of the reason that I so obsessively researched this before starting school is because I felt sort of self-conscious. Like I am, I'm 31, I'm almost 32. And so it's been a while since I've been in class. And I was like, what, you know, what are the kids using these days? Like, (laughs) right. Sure. uh, Like what, what are, you know, what are the good systems? Um, And so I do see a lot of my classmates using their laptops to type notes, but also to like surf the internet during class, which like no judgment, but I get incredibly distracted by stuff like that for myself. Right. Yeah. Um, so I knew that I definitely didn't want to do that. And I think that I also do retain 
a lot more of, of what I'm writing when I'm writing by hand. Right. Um, and so I, I actually do have a couple of other classmates, though, who bring an iPad with an Apple Pencil to class. And just the other day, I was sitting next to one of them uh, who is an architecture degree like uh-huh. student. And she was like, do you have a cover on your iPad? I was like, what? As a matter of fact, yeah, and I yeah, like, you're like, let yeah. me tell you, exactly. Right. Gave her my whole spiel, and she was like, "Okay, great." Yeah. You know, like she got that go. look of like yeah. that was more information than I needed. Um, <laughs> I got so, it. So, so yeah. So, in like the most, I guess, like traditional sense of influencing. Yes, right. I, I'm out there like spreading the good word. <laughs> good of, for you, paper like. <laughs> so that's okay so you so so it comes i see it's like 40 dollars. is that what i'm kind uh, of yeah yeah that feels that feels right uh-huh and, and then you have to have the pen as well which of course doesn't come with the ipad i think it's like a hundred dollars maybe a little less yeah something like that okay and so so this is like you know 150 dollars investment are there any drawbacks to it at all no Really? (laughs) Okay. So like, I guess the drawback would be, okay, this is, Caroline, this is one where you're going to want to like read the instructions and follow them. All right. Um, All right. Thank you for preparing me. Thank you. When you get it, I'm not, I think they all are sold as packs of two. So I have a second paper like for like when this one wears out, I guess, um, that I can apply to, to my iPad, but it, it's like, the unboxing experience. So you take it out. It's got these like little tab stickers on it. And you're like, what? This looks very complicated. Like, what is this? Right. And they walk you through like step by step. This is how they've got these little tabs on the sides. So you can like line it up without actually sticking it on. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it comes with like a tool to get all of the like lint out. Um, they even tell you like, go into the bathroom after you've taken a shower because there's something about like the moisture in the air that helps prevent dust from flying around. Like it is so detailed. Did you do all of this? <laughs> I know you did. You did all of so, it to a T. I wish, I wish I could say I did, but I actually got this. <laughs> this was delivered like right before I got, um, I think I was on a road trip or something. Okay. And I literally, I was like, I simply cannot wait until I'm out of this vehicle to apply this thing. I just need to use it now. Right. So the so this is, you know, coming back to the drawback, the only drawback is if you don't follow the instructions to the T, uh, you may end up with a piece of lint under it and it will drive you crazy forever. I am speaking from experience. I understand. Okay. As yeah, I get I get it. I this is why I don't put like screen protectors on my phone because I'm like, I don't have the patience. And there's like a whole and they're like, get a sponge and lightly dampen it. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. And you know, know that. The second you said I needed right. The second you said I needed anything that was not contained here. I'm out. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely not. (laughs) So have you heard of the remarkable? I have. That's like a separate device, right? Right. So I was wondering if, and it's also much more expensive, I think. Had you ever considered buying that? And is this, do you feel that um, the paper like is like a good, 
if you already have because okay so i'm looking at the remarkable the remarkable is about four hundred dollars so the paper like uh-huh. if you already have an ipad if you already spent that money could be a good sort of middle ground for that was there any part of you that almost bought the remarkable did you look at it because i know you do your research so i have to imagine you did consider it uh i considered it for like a hot second i have one friend who uses it and she uses it for um doing daily um like just daily free writing. Um, But I really am in this point in my life where I'm like, okay, I want to buy the right thing so that I don't have to have like a million other things. Yep. And so in the name of sort of keeping a minimal footprint on my desk, you know, the remarkable was sort of a fleeting thought um, yep. because I've, I've had this iPad since I think like 2018 or something. So it's a mm-hmm. little older, uh, but I, I definitely didn't want to buy another device. So this was a really great way to bridge that. That is so smart. I also think part of like the ethos of Gee Thanks Just Bought It is this idea of like not mindless consumerism, but really sort of like shopping smartly so you mm-hmm. don't someone said it the other day it was like buy it nice so you don't have to buy it twice and i think that that oh. is like just a really good way of thinking about things and of course you know because we're all different and we all have different priorities everyone's version of like what they want to invest in um is different and i think that that's great like some people are like you know i my style changes all the time so i don't want to buy like expensive classic clothing pieces because that doesn't really serve who I am. And that's, you know, and some people are like, I don't want to buy an expensive, you know, a couple thousand dollar rug because I like changing out my rugs because it gives my whole house a new feel. But like everyone has a category of thing where they're like, I am willing to spend more money on this, get it right, and then not have to deal with it anymore. You know, no quick fixes. So I like that this one is yours. Now, so I assume you use your iPad for things other than taking notes. How do you store? Oh, does it just sit on top of your screen forever, no matter what you're doing? Yeah. Oh, okay. It stays on there. Oh, I thought, okay. So in my mind, I thought it was a thing that was like time to take notes. Like I put this on. Okay. Does it impede any other activity? No. This is truly like a screen protector that you can write on and that like takes your writing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, You know, I I think that honestly it it enhances my iPad experience. Okay. uh, Because... You know, once I got the Apple Pencil, I was like, oh, this is great. So I like to, I I really like to use it. Um, and so even if I'm like editing a video on my mm. iPad, which I, I do sort of rarely, but sometimes will do, mm-hmm. I'll use my iPad because, you know, you can press buttons with precision. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's actually, I never even thought to edit any videos on my iPad. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, it's great. It's great because you can still use a mobile app, but you just see it bigger. Okay, that's genius. I don't know why I ever thought about that before. Okay, I love this idea. I I really like this because I've been very, you know, reluctant to recommend The Remarkable. I did try The Remarkable right when it had come out. So there were a lot of, you know, kinks to it. And again, I'm not in a place where I'm doing a lot of like handwriting stuff. I think if I had to go somewhere and take notes every day, it'd be different. Um, So I like that this is an alternative that you still think is like 
Really, really excellent. And my last question about this product is that when you have your notes, you know, say you go to class, you take three, you know, quote unquote pages of notes, where do they go after that? And then how do you access them? Yeah. So everything is just stored in the, in the app that I use. Good notes. Into good notes. Okay. Yeah. And, um, I mean, truly this notebook that I have is incredible because you can kind of put it into read only mode and then it's got like tabs on the side that are clickable. So oh. much like a, you know, multi-subject notebook throwback right. uh, has five like star. tabs that you can kind yes. of like, right? Five star, exactly. Five star. That you can like flip through. This notebook, while it's, you know, digital and yes, it's a button, it, it has that same functionality. So I can like tab through different classes, um, you know, if I – take notes in the wrong place by accident, I can move them into the right place. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I actually really like this idea. Unfortunately, you know, I don't have anywhere to use note taking, but I mean, I assume even for people who really love to journal and, yeah, you know, this is a good option too. I like that. So all in with the stylus, this is also assuming you already own the iPad. Obviously, if you don't, that makes it a little bit more expensive. But if you already own an iPad, this is like an extra all in $150 on top of that with the stylus and the paper like. Um, does GoodNotes cost money to use? I think it might have been like $3.99. Okay. It's cool. like a one-time sure. thing. It's not like a, a yearly you know, you don't subscription. Have to subscribe. Right. Okay, awesome. Oh, this is great. I'm really excited uh, about everything you told us about. So, of course, in the show notes, there will be a link to um, all the tools, uh, you know, Dominique's bookshelf hacks, um, her Instagram profile, of course, the paper like and the stylus. And I encourage you all to follow Dom. That's Dom with two M's dot com on Instagram. The aesthetic is just mwah, chef's kiss. You're all going to love it. You're going to love her. Uh, Dominique, thank you so much for joining us on G Thanks Just Bought It. Thank you, Caroline. This was wonderful. I've been listening for quite some time and am delighted to be here. We're delighted to have you. Uh, Everyone can't wait to see what projects you're going to be cooking up in your bathroom. Please let us know. And we'll see you next week for another episode. You just listened to another episode of Do Things Just Bought It, edited and mixed by Veronica Gruba and produced and hosted by me, Caroline Moss. In between episodes, you can always head to the G Thanks Instagram at G Thanks Just Bought It Pod and the G Thanks Facebook group to get and give life changing recommendations of your own. Subscribe to our weekly sale and discount emails at gthanks.substack.com. It's free. And you can reach me at Caroline at gthanksjustboughtit.com or leave me a message at 424 4-5-0-7-3-6 with a product recommendation and you may be featured on an upcoming episode. G-Thanks is powered by subscribers like you. To keep all of our G-Thanks content free and accessible to all, consider making a monthly donation of $2 to keep us going at patreon.com slash G-Thanks and friends.